0: Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat, so you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos, or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything.
1: Craig, is that actually you? Are you back?
0: Return of the podcast. Return of the podcast. <laughs> Return of the podcast. Yeah, you know that wait be back. All right. I know somewhere
1: you know Kyle Sherwood is is grinning from ear to ear listening to that.
0: Oh yeah. Of course. That, that a is man. a
1: standard b post-game post-game uh, staple.
0: Yeah. And uh, pre-game staple. And pre-game
1: staple too. But the post-game is better because then you've got, you know, drunk celebratory kyle singing return of the mac which is
0: uh yeah quite the know. sight to behold the best video i made of us singing it was before the usc game last in in 2017 yeah and I, we just kind of um we just uh spontaneously made a video of lip syncing it and it we got it that where uh he and I think and my sister were popping in uh, at perfect times in the video. And it turned out really well. <laughs> um, maybe, we'll maybe I'll share the video on the podcast Twitter. Um, oh, it's that'd pretty be funny. That'd yeah. be
1: good. I don't know. Did he try to jump on you and hug you like he did
0: me after the game day win? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's done that after many wins. I'm um, not as they, big as you are, though. Yeah, like, I that's, know. It's, that's a lot of
1: man trying to jump on me. And yeah. that's not that's not to say anything about Kyle, other than Kyle is just a big dude. Like yeah. like this, it's it's you know, it's the tall center thing. It's like everybody's yeah. tall. Yeah. I'm six feet tall big. and I'm the shortest dude. So
0: yeah, we grow them big at Coog Center. So Yeah, yeah, it must be all the beer. Yeah, absolutely. Should we
1: tell them what show they're listening to?
0: Oh yeah. So hello and welcome to <laughs> Podcast versus everyone. Uh, I'm Craig Powers. With me, as always, is Jeff Newser. Back after a week off. Yeah, uh, it feels like forever, man. I was off in uh, in Florida, going to a very very busy work conference, and then also taking my daughter to Disney World. So that Disney was great. Disney World. We can get into that later in the uh, yeah in the yeah. Kids section. I know, and but it's just, it's funny. It feels
1: like forever, and like
0: lots I know of stuff has happened. It's crazy. Yeah, we only missed one week, but yeah. It does feel like we haven't done this in a really long time.
1: Yeah, it does. I'm like I was we as we were uh we'll let the let the listeners know a little bit of how the sausage is made. We we kind of had to look and go, okay, well what what has happened since uh, since we were last on? And we were like, well let's see. Like Kyle Smith got this recruit and that recruit and this guy's in the transfer portal and we're just like, jeez, man, there's like all this stuff happened in the in the 2 weeks since our
0: last episode. So I yeah, I
1: even got a text today from a listener saying, "I demand a new episode." So
0: well, there here we go. go. We will we will be delivering and uh, more into the how the sausage is made. Uh, we are actually recording and it's daylight outside. Yeah. And so this that? is pretty weird. Um, no, it's kind of early. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, I I got my workout in early today and uh, B's in bed already and everything's good.
1: Yeah, my kids aren't in bed.
0: If you yeah, hear yeah. Uh,
1: if you hear somebody bust in here and say something loud then that would be uh that would be my children
0: be so small through. enough that we can trap her in her bed and, and she has no put her choice in the
1: cage that's right
0: put her in the cage and she has no choice and she can do whatever she wants after that but
1: she could scream
0: uh she has been doing that
1: <laughs> <laughs> my kids will just start punching each
0: other well at least it's each other not you she's been punching us so
1: that's true. Atticus did just try to kick me. He was mad that I wouldn't let him watch X Men before he went to bed, and I'm like,
0: pretty bro. good. Reason.
1: Like, bro, you need to. We we need something a little calmer than that. So anyway.
0: Yeah. What are you drinking?
1: All right. So I'm uh I'm I'm having what what is now apparently going to be a uh, a collector's item. Which is, uh, so I'm having the Big Smooth West Coast Double IPA from Puyallup River Brewing. And I originally bought it because it uh, is just blatantly pandering to Sonics fans. So people who, yeah, so people who are Sonics fans would know, you know, Big Smooth would be uh, Sam Perkins from from back in the day. Um, Nicknamed as such, I believe, by, I believe, Calabro, actually, Kevin Calabro actually gave him that nickname um, for his, you know, long, smooth shot on which he maybe jumped about two inches off the ground. Uh, But he had like these eight feet long arms that he would shoot with. And he was just smooth and always looked like he was stoned. And it was just like, it was fantastic. So um, anyway, so I bought it for that reason. And then um, you informed me that they were shutting down operations. And I was like, wait a second. Like they actually make some good beer and you can find it all over the place, Um, which you speculated was maybe part of the reason. But at any rate, um, so... Pouring one out tonight for Puyallup River Brewing, local brewery here uh, near uh, Podcast Versus Everyone headquarters East, and uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm drinking tonight. It's a nice little nice little double IPA, pretty standard standard fare. Um, nice little like four out of whatever star ranking thing that we did that we're gonna do. I don't even know what we're doing tonight. What are, what are we ranking on tonight?
0: Um, that's uh four out of five uh, or how many uh... like
1: four out of five sam perkins should we do that
0: yeah yeah four out of five stoned center shooting three-pointers
1: yeah four out of five stoned centers shooting three-pointers that's what this uh big smooth
0: west coast double ipa is i remember the most line drive shot i've ever seen that was actually effective
1: yeah Just, I'm, hang on, while you're talking, I'm going to go look up his stats because I want to see how good of a shooter he actually was,
0: I think or if was, we just
1: remember it differently because it was a different era of the NBA.
0: Yeah, where like 32% was. Amazing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, especially for a center.
0: But yeah, it's a bummer about River. Um, kind of been around for a long time. Well, yeah, they're shutting down. Yeah, it, sometimes, you know, you, you try to grow into a lot of markets as the competition gets more fierce in your own market and... You know, I'm just speculating. I don't know. Um, for all we know, they just were tired of doing it. Uh, but, yeah, it's a real bummer. They had quite an influence, especially in the South Sound. Um, and, yeah, every, you see their beer in everywhere, grocery stores, whatever. So, um, yeah, you won't be seeing it much longer. So if you have a Puyallup River beer you really like, especially their some of their uh, big stouts, uh, their uh, spice stouts are uh, pretty good, um, I would recommend going and finding them and buying them. Cause yeah. Do you it won't soon. Don't see them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. So, did you did you find his stats? I
1: I did. Okay. So here we go. So with the Sonics, let's see. So three point shooter. No, he was really good. <laughs> Actually, um, uh, with Seattle, he shot 38% from three point range. Now he only shot three and a half attempts per game, which yes, is he, he was by today's NBA starter. standards really small uh y- no actually that's quite a bit yeah so like and he averaged so okay now that I'm looking at it, it's funny how little I remember about this even though I loved him to death um mm-hmm. he played yeah he was off the bench and played about anywhere between like 25 and 28 minutes a night over his tenure in Seattle um yeah and was you know just really let's see averaged yeah averaged like 11 12 points. For most of the years he was here, and uh, yeah, he would. That, that's a guy who uh, was, you know, before his generation. Man, he would have, he would have killed in today's NBA.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. And that's that's the type of guy, you know, when I, I was a kid, when you know those Sonics teams and they were, you know, winning sixty plus games a year, and you're like Kemp and Payton, Kemp and Payton, but man, they, they had a they had a deep team. Oh yeah. Uh, they 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 had a very well put together team. Him, Percy uh,
1: Hawkins. Nate we McMillan, Detlef Schrempf.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we had oh. Nate, Nate McMillan as a you know the backup point guard, and has, yeah, yeah. I mean, Hersey was the leading scorer. I, I think uh, a couple of his first year with them, so uh, he he was a, he was a big get. Um, and you know, I didn't realize it when I was eight when they signed they brought him along. I was like, yeah, cool. He's yeah. just just, not, just another guy playing on the team. Yeah, but yeah, man, that that team was pretty stacked. And yes, it was. It, it makes sense that they uh, won as many games as they did. Um, also,
1: uh, can't forget Frank Burkowski.
0: Oh yeah, another another big guy that shot some threes as well.
1: <laughs> a little bit.
0: A, l- a little, little bit. bit, not a lot, but. He
1: did. <laughs> I know this is just depressing the hell out of me all over again as I'm watching. I'm watching the Warriors and the Blazers while we're recording, and I'm just like, <laughs> come on, NBA, come home come home
0: anyway a side, side note well side note before i get in my beer okay i was in a i was in an uber um going somewhere for work uh, in in florida and the guy uber driver asked me where i'm from i say seattle and he goes oh man the sonics man i used to love the sonics i, I missed the sonics and all this stuff and i was like oh man you 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 touched my heart right now <laughs> so that's a guy like,
1: that's a guy who knows how to get a tip
0: Oh no, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you have to have your knowledge. But what am I drinking? Um, so I tonight. Sometimes I put a lot of thought into my beer. Sometimes I don't. Um, tonight is one of those nights when I didn't. Um, I do try to mix up the breweries um, because you know you can only have one of us drinking Skokum every single week. Um, but uh, but so I have a, it's it's a collaboration beer. It was from a series um, that was is kind of a, a box, like a series of beers that was sold in the UK um, of collaboration, uh, collaborations between uh, each beer was a collaboration between a US brewery and a UK brewery. And then they actually had some pretty heavy hitters um, in, in the group of breweries. And this particular one is a collaboration between Burning Sky Brewery and uh in the UK which I can tell you I don't know anything about other than it's in Furful <laughs> and more specifically West Furful
1: <laughs> West Furful where are you from Furful No uh, no not that well, f- West Furful oh okay uh,
0: so I'll just read you the address um it's in address is Place Barn comma the the S-T, I assume, street or this. I don't know. Furl. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Furl. It's Furl. I looked at it quick, but Furl is still funny. F-I-R-L-E. And yeah, so uh, I don't know anything about them. Uh, I, I, I think they're, they that I also see an address that says they're in East Sussex. I don't know where any of this stuff is and I don't care to look it up. <laughs> um, That's right. It, God they, bless America. It, England. We won the war. So- England is small, that, so
1: that is
0: true. Yeah, um, it's in England somewhere. Uh, I, I have a the, the friend that got me this beer is English, and he'd probably uh, punch me in the face. Um, but yeah, so the, the collaboration, the, the U.S. brewery is uh, Three Floyds Brewing, and they're out of Munster, Indiana. Yeah, uh, which which is a uh, uh, about thirty miles south of Chicago. So they're, for all intents and purposes, a Chicago brewery. Um, that's where their major market is. That's where they sell most of their beer. Um, yeah, but uh, they, uh, um, Three Floyds is interesting. They 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 produce a ton of different labels. Uh, what they're most famous for is their Dark Lord Day. Um, it is a it's a yearly uh, release of their Dark Lord beer, which is a really heavy 15% stout, uh, which was when they first started doing this, it was like something that you just would never see. And it was crazy. And um, so people buy tickets to this and they line up and then you get with your ticket, you have a chance to get certain variants. So like barrel-aged variants of this out. And some of them are amazing and some of them are awful. But the festival itself is just this huge beer festival that they, they have all a, a lot of amazing beer on tap. They have heavy metal playing all day. And then they also uh, let you bring your own beer in and do beer shares. Nice. Um, so I had the chance to go to this festival in 2014, I want to say, uh, either 2013, 2014, somewhere around there. Um, I didn't get the, the ticket. Back then they had two different tickets where you, you could either buy tickets and get, you know, it came with beer. Um, and then it came with a chance to get, a, you know, a, a one-off beer, but, but, I, but then they, they also had those sold out. So, but I was able to get a festival only pass, which was more than enough. Um, so we just, we showed, I, I brought my buddy with me who's a coog. he lives in Chicago, but he not like a huge craft beer nerd, but, um, we, we boarded a bus at like 9am and, uh, went down and started drinking on the bus. Got in line and everyone's sharing beer in line. And instead of um, you know the staff coming around and putting the bottles in the recycling bin, they would just lay the bottles down and line them up so you can see what everyone was drinking while they were in line. And it was some pretty great stuff. So like you know, and then you get in and and it was pouring down rain. Uh, under underneath the first tent we saw, there was a enormous puddle, like Woodstock type puddle that people were you know jumping around in. It was gross. Um, I, I avoided that um, but uh, we just basically found a table where some guys were sharing and it was raining so hard we'd just pop out over to a tent to grab some of the draft beer um, you know they'd rotate out some really good draft beer um, I made it till uh, we, we left at about five the festival goes all day but like people have different times they can enter um, we left at our we had, we had a we had a bus that was scheduled to get us at five um, I think a, I, I remember. A lot until about three that day and then things get really fuzzy <laughs> and then we got on the bus and i it starts coming back a little more and then we we've made some friends on the bus and we ended up having dinner with them like at the place that we got dropped off at the bus it was like you know that's what the bar their intent is it's a bar and you just come back and they drop you off at the bar and of course you go in and eat and drink more um I remember it was there was like a beer nerd guy like me and then he was bringing his friend and they had both gotten the allotments of the bottles. So he he was definitely hoping to get his buddy's allotment of the bottles as well. And the buddy and his buddy ended up selling me and my friend each one at like cost and so, and this was a time when you could probably trade this beer for about four times what it was worth yeah. uh and what it, what it cost. And so this uh the the other guy took a little bit of a sourpuss turn the rest of the night cuz he, he had seen two of his uh, cherished bottles like f- evaporate. Um but yeah, I did open up one of those at a, a spring game uh one time uh, way back when. Um so mm-hmm. you probably tried I probably yet. had some of that. Yep, you did. Um, But anyway, so about this beer, um, this is uh, billed as a white stout, which is typically uh, a light. It's a light beer, a lighter colored beer that they add coffee to. Um, But they don't actually say that they add coffee to this. Um, But I I assume they did. Um, So they added they then they they added some lactose uh, to soften up the body. And then aged it in a mix of burgundy and bourbon barrels. Um, I don't know for how long. It's a it's it's not super hefty. It's eight point four percent. You know, it's not like some of the fifteen percent stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, it's pretty interesting. It's it you know it's kind of golden in color, uh, as most white stouts are. Um, the uh, it, they say it was bottled on uh, August. Well, I have to read it awkwardly because it's in european dating um so if i read it as an american date it was bottled on the 24th month um on the 8th of that month in in 2017 but that of course that means it was bottled on august 24th 2017 they recommend drinking it by august 23rd 2018 so i just blew right on past that totally forgot i had the spear um (laughs) i was just digging through random boxes and that one, you know, looked interesting. But you um, only
1: have a few beers. How could you uh, forget
0: about this one? I know. I know, right? I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this beer. So my buddy, um, he had, he's from England, but at the time he was living in the U.S. And he had went over to England and he brought back the entire set of beers and, and then sent them to me. I think about nine of them made it. Um, two of them, the lids popped off in transit, and then one of them just straight up broke. Um, so I've tried a few of them. There's been some really good ones. There's been some not so really good ones. Um, this one is very interesting. Uh, the burgundy is very overpowering. Um, I can tell you the truth. I haven't had much burgundy in my life, but I know that that smell is definitely burgundy <laughs> and, and yeah, the the barrel, because it's kind of a lighter beer, the barrels are very present in it, but it actually is still able to be pretty, um, Balanced. It, it, like I'm kind of impressed um, how balanced it is. When I read it, I was like, this is going to be insane. Well, it's actually quite nice. Um, I, I think they hopped it pretty well, and some of that is still there. Um, it's pretty tasty. Um, I probably wouldn't go back to drink it over and over again. But it's definitely a unique experience to have this kind of 8% uh, malty, but still light colored beer. It's sort of like a 8% light barley wine uh, aged in, um, you know, a couple barrels and with some lactose in there. So if you're lactose intolerant, you can't get this, you you wouldn't drink this beer. Um, But yeah, uh, I think I'd give it um, uh, maybe uh, I'll give it a four uh, Sam Perkins's out of five. And then maybe, you know, but I, I do think of Perkins restaurant as well. <laughs> and when I was when I was a kid, I I think mm. I just assumed that Perkins was owned by Sam Perkins. Um,
1: <laughs> And we are bringing this full circle.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, the old Perkins restaurant, because they had green and uh, yellow as their colors too, I think. Yeah, I think uh, so. I think I mean, so. I, do you, are Perkins even still around? I don't even. Oh, know. I'm sure they are somewhere. Somewhere. Well, but yeah, I'm this fact is. check uh, it while you're talking. Yeah, yeah, you should. But yeah, yeah. Um, uh, three Floyds. If you if you ever want to experience just a hell of an experience, go ahead and check out that that uh, Dark Lord Day. You have to buy the tickets immediately now, and they're like 200 bucks because they come with all the beers um, automatically. And uh, but it's a hell of a good time. I, I got in just paying 30 bucks to get into the festival, um, which they're basically charging you for the music, and you got like a a meal, which I never used because <laughs> uh, I was drinking. Uh, too much to eat apparently. Um, but yeah, so uh, that was a hell of a day. Uh, the only time I've been to that brewery, but every time I've been back to Chicago, I drink a lot of their beer. They have a lot of good beers. Uh, they have a lot of not so good beers, but that's what happens when you make a lot of beers like they do. Uh, mm-hmm. They have like, I don't even know how many uh, beers on untapped. I'm sure it's in hundreds and hundreds of, of styles on untapped, but yeah, they take risks and they're able to, uh, cause they have enough uh, goodwill. Um, they used to be one of the more hyped breweries. If you're ever in Chicago, look for their, uh, their, uh, flagship payload called zombie dust. It's delicious. Um, or, uh, even easier to find is alpha King. It's very good. Um, uh, and then, uh, you can find some of their double IPAs on the shelf. Usually, um, they're very good stuff. Um, they have some stouts and stuff you can find as well, but yeah. So three Floyds. Um, and of course burning sky which i've never had a different beer from them that's a completely different brewery for me so that's that's new for me um but yeah uh so jeff uh did you find out about perkins
1: i did okay are you ready for this yes there is a perkins in ellensburg there is a perkins in spokane and then if you want your Perkins experience beyond that, then you got to go a little while. You could go to Kelowna, British Columbia.
0: Ooh, maybe if you're on a ski trip to be yes. white,
1: you could also go to, let's see, Kalispell, Montana.
0: Again, if you're on a ski trip apparently. <laughs> or,
1: or Missoula, <laughs> or Montana, Th- those, are those are the five within sort of, I mean, I wouldn't even say those are within a reasonable distance, but that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's about as good as it gets so, so yeah so, so perkins saying, does
0: exist I'm, I'm i'm gonna call uh perkins an aprisky place then
1: oh there's even more so I've, I've expanded the search let's see there's some in idaho
0: there's oh, one in definitely an see. idaho restaurant
1: yeah de- definitely the there's definitely one uh there's one in calgary there's one in great falls there's one in medicine hat there's one in bozeman of course there's one in bozeman <laughs> yeah that sounds about right Where's, so, yeah, yeah, per- apparently still very popular in Idaho and Montana, southern
0: Idaho. I want to yeah. know where they're. Oh, their headquarters in Memphis. Hmm. So maybe there's hmm. a lot in the south. Who knows? Interesting. Oh, no, but they they opened as, They originally opened as Perkins Pancake House in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah.
1: Huh. Yeah, as I'm going east, I I see ma- more of them as I as I move east. I seem to recall there being one in Moses Lake once upon a time. I could be wrong about that because so, my, my family used to go to Moses Lake every Memorial Day weekend. So
0: the one I'm remembering is in Yakima, um, yeah. just off 40th uh, by the Bymart. Yeah, uh, but that is, uh, I believe, the Powerhouse Grill now. Uh, so, but, and it's <laughs> so wow.
1: How can you turn down a place called the Powerhouse Grill? So oh. powerhouse. You certainly can. Oh, you can. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right, moving no, on. No, they're fine. There's nothing wrong with them. I don't know. I've never eaten there, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> but, you know, now that our listeners know where to find a Perkins, if if they're looking for one. I mean, there's one in Spokane. I'm, I know we have listeners in Spokane. So I'm
0: sure we have a listener, too. i sure we have at least within one. Within driving listener. distance of Ellensburg. Yeah. To, you and know. you know,
1: and anybody who lives in Seattle, you have to drive through Ellensburg to get to Pullman. So, if you're really jonesing for a Perkins, I don't even I don't even know what they're you, good
0: at. You've been on the road for an a hour and a half. And you're like yeah, I gotta,
1: I gotta get my hours Perkins. Hours. You just can't wait. You just can't wait any longer.
0: <laughs> Pretty big company, twenty five thousand employees, but it is a restaurant. So like every single restaurant has like a hundred employees, like hundreds of employees. So.
1: I mean, there's way more of them in the Midwest.
0: Ooh, their uh, their parent, they they're they're of course part of a par- the parent company is with Marie Callender's, which mm-hmm. very similar restaurant.
1: There's tons of them in Colorado too, Colorado, Wyoming,
0: North also, Dakota, South go down, Dakota. Go down, and watch the Cougs play. Chicago, uh,
1: Chicago has them.
0: Oh, you can go to is get some Three Floyds beer, Just so you know, and go to and go to Perkins. Yeah. It all comes yeah. around. It's all tied it together.
1: And just say, big, smooth, and they'll have no idea what you're talking about. All right. Actually, so- I take that back. By the way, not actually in Chicago. No. It's, oh, actually, it's actually up in Wisconsin.
0: Wow. So there That's you pretty go. close. Sorry,
1: there's like five of them just across the border in Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, so it's not, not far away.
1: And there's like two of them just across the border in Michigan. I wonder if like Illinois has like a...
0: They're like, hell no. No Perkins here.
1: Like, no, no, we will not abide. Perkins.
0: Anyway. Yeah, actually, I've been to Chicago a lot. Uh, When you fly in, like, you you get off the airplane, and, like, the first thing you see is a sign, and it's, like, Perkins logo, except it has, like, a cross through it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no Perkins. It's
1: like the old Ghostbusters sign, but
0: they're just setting the expectation Perkins. right off the bat. Like, like you're not enough. finding a Perkins. Don't ask your concierge to locate a Perkins for you.
1: If you want a Perkins, you can go to Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, you're gonna have to drive. If you're gonna, you want those pancakes or whatever that's the right. hell they they
1: or whatever they they like, pies fire. probably pies. Every good breakfast place has
0: pies. You think there's? Do you think there's someone that's like? Fuck Sherry's!
1: I want. Per- <laughs> <laughs> there probably is some old person somewhere.
0: They're like, where does Where does Perkins rank Arthur, on? Martha, like, we're going to Perkins. I've added does, up to I've added up to my eyeballs with Sherry's. When I want to have a definitive <laughs> ranking of like Denny's, Sherry's, Perkins, we Marie Callender's. Like we, like we, have, we like I want to know where where all these rank. Where Where do like these rank? Like, now we yeah. need to go on a road trip.
1: I hop. We can do live shows from these different restaurants. We'll have to drive to Ellensburg to do a live show from a, from a Perkins.
0: This, sorry, what you're hearing right now is the, the, this podcast pivoting to being a, a, a podcast that reviews chain all-day right. breakfast restaurants. <laughs> Beer
1: and uh, all day you know, old people breakfast destinations. And pies. And Just pies. Give me them pies. That's right. Dude, everybody loves pies.
0: Oh, man. It if is... you guys think we, we're off the rails now, wait until July oh, when goodness. there is nothing to talk about. Not kidding. All right. Well, well hey, we before that we actually do, have, happens, we actually actually do have
1: things to talk about.
0: Yeah. Now that we've talked about Perkins for 20 minutes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the WSU roster, basketball roster, has players on it now. Um, and yeah, new players coming in. Um, So uh, Kyle Smith is finally, you know couple weeks ago uh our last podcast we were we were kind of getting a little impatient about him assigning some guys and it wasn't it was just it was just a few days after um he started bringing them in um yeah. so uh since our last podcast um we talked about Deion james last podcast but uh we've had a, a couple uh, junior college transfers um uh one of them or both of them that started at a division one school and then went to junior college. Um, and Darren Henson, uh, who started at Utah state and then, uh, uh went to junior college and now he's coming back as a junior with two, two uh, years of eligibility left. And Isaac Bonten, who started at Montana state That's and, and then, uh, went to JC and now is, uh, now is a coup. Well, going to be a coup. Um, and then we also have a couple freshmen, um, uh, Ryan Rapp, who was a former uh, San Francisco commit, um, an Aussie, um, in Aussie, coming in.
1: Get that pipeline back open.
0: Yeah, get that Aussie pipeline. Um, and then uh, Noah Williams, who, oh man, get open Seattle that Seattle pipeline. That Seattle pipeline baby. That's right. Actually, so um, I'll I'll start with Noah Williams. Actually, that's a that's a pretty good get, freshman wise. Uh, he was, I mean, he was committed to Buffalo. And then obviously when Nate Oates left there, opened up, up his commitment. But solid player, solid player out of, uh, I think it went to O'Day. And then, uh, yeah. but um, but yeah, uh, he had some offers from some uh, Power 5 schools even. And, and so, you know, I, I think, you know, UW was interested in him. And if they, I think it was like plan D. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I was going to say something to that effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's listed on his two four seven sports profiles having an offer from UW, but I don't think the. I think that was just in case the rest of their recruiting class wasn't going to come along.
1: (laughs) In case they all transferred.
0: In case they all transferred, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so uh, yeah, we got some guys in the mix now. Um, Yeah, what, what? How how are you feeling about the this group of four?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I'll start with Noah Williams too. I mean, I the thing I find kind of most interesting about him, and I don't mean to, you know, we're we're totally joking, but but we are both absolutely thrilled <laughs> to have him. Um, I think there's a couple things to really like about it. One is just size. Um, you know, I think uh, Ernie Kent sort of made a habit of of ignoring size, um, in terms of his recruiting, and and last year was just sort of like the most absurd um version of that. You know, you had Ahmed Ali starting at one guard at, you know, five. he's, he's listed at 5'11, but I, I don't think he's that. I think he's probably 5'10. Um and then you had, you know, Isaiah Wade playing minutes at center at 6'7 and, you know, 215 pounds. I mean, it, you know, they Ernie sort of just decided that size wasn't a big deal. And, you know, that had, you know, something to do with um the troubles that they had defending on the perimeter and um, you know, just defending in general. I mean, obviously their defensive principles were horrible, but um, you know, I, I think just to my eye, it sure looked like the the lineups that got just a little bit taller and a little bit longer um just simply did a better job of defending. And that and that's been a thing um for the last few years is is starting really you know small lineups on the perimeter um you know Malachi Flynn is you know six one or six two or whatever and um you know Vionte Daniels was six one and you know like i said ahmed Ali was was five eleven five ten something like that I mean we were just constantly starting these really small guys mm-hmm. um, I really love the idea of you know I don't know if he ends up being a you know, a full-time point guard or not. I don't know if he's kind of more of a combo guard or kind of how that ends up working, but I know he's six, <laughs> five and I know he's a guard. And and I know that that makes, you know, a pretty massive difference, particularly, um, you know, guarding on the perimeter, closing out on three pointers, things like that. I mean, the, one of the things that we've talked about in the podcast is the real, the real strength, uh, there are two real strengths of Kyle Smith's defenses. One is defensive rebounding, and the other one is chasing shooters off the three-point line. Um, his defense is three-point attempts. And so um, one really good way to do that is get guys long enough on the perimeter who can bother some shots. So, right. so I love the fact that he's 6'5". Um, one thing I find sort of funny is that um, he, he – decommits from Buffalo where he was going to go play for Nate Oates. and and uh for people who didn't follow Buffalo much um they played very very fast yeah, like yeah. like very fast one of the fastest <laughs> like, teams like in the warp country warp speed fast yeah. um and so to go from a program that was going to play warp speed fast Um, To a program that's basically going to run a Princeton style offense more or less, Um, you know, and and probably be in the, you know, the bottom quarter, bottom 15 percent of teams in terms of tempo um, was sort of an interesting thing to me. But, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, um, you know, I'm I'm thrilled that, that we got him. You know, his dad, he's a legacy. His dad obviously was a Coug. Um, you know, kids got talent, you know, he's, uh, it just, it's a, yeah, it's a good signing all around. Um, I don't know how much to expect from him this year, but, you know, I also didn't know how much to expect from CJ and he was obviously very good. So, um, I'm sure he'll have an opportunity to compete for, for a starting spot. And, um, and, and so that's, that's nothing but good things for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, if we're looking, you know, the other freshman bringing in, uh, uh, Ryan Rapp, um. You know, obviously, you know, looking at an Aussie guy, it's harder to pin him down. But the first thing you look at again, he's six foot five. <laughs> so yep. uh, bringing in another tall guy, uh, it's kind of showing you the type of player that he that uh, uh, Kyle Smith values. Um, and I, there, obviously, there's we we've seen from his past ability to uh, recognize, you know, evaluate talent and fit into uh, a certain position um I, i'm sure there's an intent there but to me immediately six foot five uh that's a that's a guy you can turn into a, a defensive focused guard um and uh yeah uh so it's it's you know they i think usf was pretty excited to have him but uh, yeah
1: i mean he um, definitely looks to me like a guy who is gonna red shirt um, he may play, I don't know. I mean, he, he might not redshirt, but he looks like a guy who definitely needs to develop. Um, he's very light, very skinny. Um, I think we'll need to grow into his body a little bit. So, you know, I don't know if they'll choose to redshirt him or not, but, um, he seems like a, a pretty prime candidate for that. And, you know, USF. Yeah. I mean, this was the kind of guy that, that they've, you know, made their, made their money on is it's a guy who develops, um, it, sh- it sure seems like a lot of the sites that I looked at on him um said he was 63 and so i think there's a pretty decent chance he's actually grown a couple of inches just like in the last year um so that's you know that's a good sign that that he's just you know kind of still grown into his body and um already has a real nice feel for the ball he really is a point guard um excellent passer um, really good facilitator. I, I think he's going to need to work on his shot and, and the other elements of his game as he gets stronger. But um, yeah, a lot of potential there. Um, I love that idea as a freshman signing. You know, a kid who's going to who's going to develop into something over the years um, as the program matures.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. It, it's nice to see. Obviously, uh, Smith knows he's coming into a team that was not good last year, and th- there's the there's the temptation to just only sign uh upperclassmen, you know, just cert, hunt down those grad transfers, hunt down those those pre, prime JUCOs. Um just to try to field a competitive team next year. Um but he's trying to do he's trying, he's fortunately has a lot of scholarships to work with. Um and I like that he is uh doing both. You know, he's he's signed a couple juniors, he's got a senior, and he signed a couple freshmen. So, um he's spreading he's kind of spreading the wealth, if you will. Um, you know bringing in some guys that if they don't work out then they're out of the program quickly um, and and bringing in some guys that he his staff can develop and so um, and that have the the kind of physical characteristics uh, that that he can work with so um, you know I, I you know I, I i I, haven't, I I like the freshman signings I like what he's doing. Um, obviously he's not you know it's not five star four star recruits, but um one, if you're expecting that at wSU then you have never ever paid attention. Um, <laughs> and then two uh, we are very late in the period here. He came in right before the the uh, late signing period so um yeah we we there there's you know you're kind of working with what's left out there.
1: Well, and he's done remarkably well. I mean, it should be noted that Noah Williams is a higher-rated recruit than anybody Ernie Kent signed in five years. Yep. So there's that, and um, I think Darren or uh, Darren Henson is a guy who a number of other programs were were probably looking at um, stretch for kind of guy. I mean, he he signed with Ernie Kent, but, uh, Kyle Smith had to re-recruit him. Um, I think he's got a lot of potential as, as an excellent scorer. I think there's, there's already a sense that he needs to improve defensively. He said that, um, in, in the story where he, he sort of recommitted, um, that, that Smith had communicated that to him, that he needed to work on his defense. But, um, yeah, he was, you know, he's a guy who, Um, you know, could be, could be an impact guy. So I, I, what I see is kind of a nice mix here. I see, um, you know, Deion James for one year. I see Darren Henson for two years. I see Bonton for two years and then Raps a freshman and Noah Williams is a freshman. And then Nigel John, you know, we don't know what's up with him. He's the, he's the, um, freshman big man who signed, uh, back in, you know, whatever it was November. Um, you know, I, I don't know, man, he's gone silent since, uh, since, you know, since Smith was hired, Kent was fired, actually, is what it was and said, you know, I'm opening my recruitment. He hasn't said anything since I know he took an unofficial visit to Oklahoma State, which means he probably doesn't have an actual offer there. Right. Um. I you know, I'll be honest. I don't see how he fits with what Smith wants to do. Um. He's he's extremely raw. And I don't think he possesses So Smith always kind of talks about his Six tool players, right? They're looking for guys Who can do lots of things um, Which obviously is sort of a pie in the sky thing Of course, you know, wouldn't why wouldn't you want guys Who can do six things, right? You know, shoot it, dribble Defend, whatever it is, all, yes. all Six of them, right? Like if you've got guys who can Do all six things, then you're going to be pretty good But it's like, um, you know, what he's saying Is he, uh, you know, obviously he's not Going to get everybody who can do all of those things Well, but I, I think he values The idea that, you know, every guy on the floor should be able to do at least some of those things to some, you know, competent level, Um, you know, and so to me, that says more. I'm I'm trying to stay away from one trick pony type guys. Um, And and I'm not sure that John, you know, being such a young basketball player, really picked it up late, played a lot of uh, was kind of on the homeschool circuit for a while until his senior year. And so, you know, kind of a guy who hasn't played a lot of real competitive basketball, Um, definitely a project. And I, and I think he's the kind of project that Ernie Kent would take a, would take a gamble on because, you know, he was sort of desperate for big men. I'm not sure that Kyle Smith is going to, is going to take a gamble on him. So um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I could be totally wrong, but what I've seen of him is, is a guy who, Um, just you know needs a lot of work and is is probably never going to be a real um a real natural passer or shooter um is probably a low post guy um and i i don't see how that fits with kyle smith's you know princeton style offense
0: yeah and um i wanted to kind of come come back around to uh to henson here um He did play one full season at Utah State as freshman year. Very interesting statistical profile. Yeah. Um, He was listed as a forward, but he was very much a perimeter player. Pretty dang good three-point shooter. Not good at, like, just, like, I I don't think I've ever seen, like, seven of 33 from two-point. Took 95 threes, shot almost 38%. Seven of 33 from two-pointers. Like, so he barely ever shot a two-pointer and was just awful inside. Like, so hopefully in his year at Juco, he's bulked up a little bit and maybe is a little more effective. But I think, you know, that that, that ability to shoot from the outside is definitely, you know, a good look. He, he doesn't have a, a you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what else they um, get out of him. He shot quite a bit. Like, he, was, he came off the bench and he, he was obviously a guy that they brought off the bench to shoot the ball um and to shoot threes primarily so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what um what uh smith has in mind for him but that three-point shot is that is a skill that we know he has and then we, we go from there that is for sure yeah um so uh
1: might have a couple departures too
0: yeah um yeah we got we also got uh so well uh let's let's talk about we one more let's have talk one. About, we definitely have like one departure <laughs> let's talk about bonten first uh, yeah so well, that's not um, a departure but yeah let's talk about yeah, him. it but uh yeah because we haven't talked about him but uh yeah so yeah uh shot a lot um he you know he it, it, at a juco typically um you don't see guy like they're they 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 roll deep at jucos usually um i this is just from just ex- looking at juco stats and stuff like you like they give a lot of guys time and Um, but he, so he played roughly 24 minutes a game and then, uh, but he shot a lot in that time, like a lot. And so he's definitely a guy that, um, at least in somewhat in in the jukele level, could create his own shot. Um, his freshman year at Montana state was not so great. I mean, he was only there for 11 games or whatever. Um, but, but yeah, he can shoot threes again. Um, and we know that Smith is wanting to shoot a lot of threes and, and we can, uh, we can see that. So, so we got a couple guys that uh, are, um, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong guy. I was looking at Henson again, um, but uh, I take it. <laughs> I had my notes here and I was looking at the wrong notes. Um, but Jeff, what do you know about Bond?
1: <laughs> so I can go. Back. Yeah, no, I mean you were right that he's a he's a high usage. He, he actually a high played usage a lot. He played at, at a lot. Juco. He
0: played yeah. a lot at JUCO. He didn't, yeah. he didn't play a little bit,
1: but no, he was he was a high usage player at JUCO. Um, the offense very much seemed to revolve around him. Um, and he was a whatever an all conference player at the at the conference he was in. So, um, you know, real nice. I think he's a nice player. I mean, I you know, again, he's uh, he's got some okay. Size. He's six three, yeah. Um, which now makes him one of our shorter guards, which is kind of cool. Um, again, yeah, yeah. It makes a difference with with rebounding. Yeah, uh,
0: we're talking about you know uh, Gervais Robinson, six foot one, and yeah, only, it was probably five foot nine or ten.
1: You know? Yeah. So, um, and I think Gervais Robinson pr- might end up being the point guard. I'm not sure. Like, I think it's going to be kind of interesting to watch um what smith does between robinson and and bonton and uh and and williams i i don't think williams is going to be the starter but at any rate um i wouldn't be surprised if it was Robinson and Bonson being kind of the two guards one thing Smith told me when I talked to him was that he really likes having two good ball handlers on the floor like that's kind of a thing that he definitely wants instead of like uh you know just kind of one point guard that now I mean he did have a point guard that sort of dominated the ball the last couple years at at San Francisco with Frankie Ferrari but um he, he definitely said he wants to have you know two guys who can handle the ball and so that would indicate that maybe you get a again, get a situation with like uh, you know, with Robinson and Bonton. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Ali does stick around, you know, maybe that's a guy who comes off the bench a little bit, you know, just as a you know, a ten to fifteen minute spark plug, shoot some threes, you know, that kind of stuff. But um,
0: he's, just, he's much better in that yeah he is and, and he's just so than limited you're 25 to 30 minute man. a game point guard
1: yeah and he can't you know for a guy his size to not be able to break people down off the dribble is a real liability you yeah. know i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna be small you know you better be very quick or very strong um you know auburn had a kid obviously if you watch that you know had a kid who was you know five, right. all of five eight or whatever but he was awesome could be, you know extremely yeah. athletic could yeah. beat people down the floor could beat people to the rim and you know could jump and so you know, you can make up for it with those things and, and Ali doesn't have that that skill set. Well, yeah, he's he's to a prompted shooter, but
0: to your point on Robinson, like uh we saw Robinson could break down some people sometimes, but yeah. he he just was a horrible finisher. Yeah. Uh but but you know uh, what can you do about that? But I think
1: but, that's where I think that's where Bonton comes in because he's, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of times you see these kids come from JUCO with you know 20 points, especially kids who were D1 kids who, you know, transfer down and and go to a JUCO that's maybe not necessarily a national powerhouse where they're you know getting lots of D1 drop downs, um, you know, and they come in and they shoot you know 25 shots a game and average 20 points and everybody goes ooh they average 20 points right, but when I watch Bonton's video which which, you know, granted is is all the positive plays, right? It's not really the negative plays. But, you know, when I watched, I saw a guy who was a savvy scorer um, and not just like crafty because that, that only gets you so far at – you know, the Pac-12 level against, you know, Pac-12 level defenders, but, you know, a guy who, you know, showed some ability to get some separation off the dribble, um, excellent balance, good footwork, you know, stepping back on, on step back shots, you know, to get some space. I mean, I, I saw a guy who I, who I think is, is a pretty natural scorer and has a bag of tricks that he can use, um, even at the Pac-12 level to get his shot off. So, yeah, so I like him, you know, I, I think, uh, I think he's definitely going to contribute, um, some positive things to the team.
0: And I, and I, but I, I will add that, like with JUCOs, um, sometimes you have to temper your expectations because, um right. I, you, you see these guys come in with all the scoring ability in the world, and then just really struggle um, early on. And it usually takes them a, a, you know, a little bit into the season to get kind of comfortable uh, with the, you know, the pace of play and everything. So. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And, and sometimes these guys are coming in and they're the number one guy, and then suddenly they're just one of the guys. Right. And, and and that's a, that's a bit of an adjustment too. Um, so yeah, but I, I, you know, I, I, you know, you see what, you see what, uh, Smith is looking for again some more length and then some shooting ability. And then ability to create on your own is great too. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, but there is some sadness, some some potential sadness, yeah, some maybe um, sadness. yes, yeah, one of one of the guys that uh, oh. you and I were both, you know both big fans of this year and both thought that could fit in Kyle Smith's system very well is Marvin Cannon. Um, just very athletic, uh, solid, you know long at, even at six five, but very long. Um, and, uh, you know, solid, uh, three point shooter, um, uh, great ability to get offensive rebounds and get to the free throw line. Uh, and then, you know, had the uh, framework to be an excellent defender, which he, you know, he was at times, but uh, it's just hard when you have a coach that doesn't focus on defense at all to really, uh, measure a guy. You just kind of got to look at him occasionally in like one-on-one situations, but, uh, but yeah, obviously Marvin Cannon is a is a guy that we would definitely love to have, you know, on the team next year, especially if we're looking at the team to, you know, build on and improve. Uh, but uh, he has entered the transfer portal. So um, fingers crossed, Jeff, that he doesn't find a place to go.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's I'm sure, you know, he can find a place to go. But yeah, it is a bummer. It's, it's all the things you said, you know, excellent, you know, really athletic guy. Um, the kind of athlete we typically don't get on our roster. Um, you know, he's obviously very light, you know, you can see the reasons why even with that athleticism, maybe he wasn't more highly recruited, you know, but, um, you know, he's a savvy scorer. He's obviously a good free throw shooter. I don't think he's a 95% free throw shooter like he was for most of the year. I think that started to regress a little bit at the end of the year, but, um, certainly looked like a guy who could become a competent, you know, three point shooter, good at drawing fouls, which is you know, a skill set that this roster didn't really have. I don't know about the guys coming in, but um, didn't really have that. Nobody else really had that skill set last year. And so, you know, that was a nice little piece. And then, um, you know, developing three-point shots. point, point shot. out
0: that it's a skill set that you and I both drool over quite right. often. And, and it's very underrated skill set. Yeah. If you want to talk about, like, I think we both, like, we looked at James Harden when he was in – in college and his ability to just get to the free throw line. You're like, this guy is good. Cause he just, he just, you, and now he's pretty famous for his ability to draw fouls. And, and it, it, there's, it, it serves, it serves two purposes. One, you're getting to the free throw line. You're getting easy points, especially if you're a guy like cannon and you can shoot free throws really well. And two, you're getting, you're drawing fouls on the other team. Like you're, you're, you're getting them into the bonus faster, and you're potentially putting their players into foul trouble. So um, it's, it's a skill that it's typically you usually have one or two guys on your roster that are good at it. And you hope it's one of your best guys who has the ball a lot. And Cannon really t- truly wasn't a guy that had his ball in his hands, the ball in his hands a lot. And a lot of his usage came from his free throw is his ability to draw fouls. Um, but yeah, like it's so it's such a huge um, ability to have and, and, that's kind of the one thing that I would probably miss the most about him.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, and then I I would argue the other thing that it does too is, you know, it it sort of shapes, uh, shifts the shape of the defense, you know, when you have a guy who can, who can get to the rim a little bit, that's, that's a big um, cause the defense to move and 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 then you, you know, can potentially open up some shots on, on kickouts. So, um, not that he's sort of a high level passer, but just the ability to get into the lane and do some things, um he was a very nice skill you don't have
0: to be a great passer if you're able to draw defense and there's wide open guys like that's true you don't have to be a great passer like uh you know it's you've seen guys that aren't good passers that like clay when he was at wsu wasn't a great passer but he was able to you know he was able to draw defenses and get some assists that way just because like the pass was easy the guy's wide open um but uh you know if if you're able able to beat your man as such like that it's never a bad thing. Nope, uh, never a bad so, thing.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean I hope he comes back or you know at the very least I hope um the reason why he's leaving is not because the timing was weird, right? This is late in the yeah. game for that sort of thing. So, you know, one thing I wrote in the story that I that I wrote about it was, you know, I I hope that it's basketball related and not like family related. Y- you know, in the sense that you know, this late in the game I hope there's not like a family Problem, yeah, absolutely. Right? And, you know, something I, like you, that.
0: I, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I believe it might. I think it was Theo tweeted that he said he wanted to be closer to home.
1: Yeah, it was Kook fan. They, they, fan. they. I don't know. That that story seemed very thinly sourced. So. Um, I didn't, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. it. The story seemed to be based off of a hashtag in his bio that seemed to be the source. Oh, that's... So, <laughs> so I was like, eh, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's true. I don't know. But, um, at any rate, yeah, I mean, I, I hope that it's not some sort of problem. I hope that it's, you know, just something easily explainable and, um, you know, that he sticks around if he doesn't, you know, you know, best to him. Chance Moore, we also lost another guy, Chance Moore. Um, geez, you know, wow, all those great memories of Chance Moore sitting <laughs> on the bench for uh for one entire semester. Um, and then of course him. He uh,
0: he he beats the uh the Malik Smiths first go round. Yeah, Paris, yeah, that's least. true. <laughs>
1: and, and then he's uh you know yelling at people on his way out the door, talking about how oh Cubs forced first out, and I'm like, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, you know, you uh, you sort of for, forced your way out at Wichita State because you weren't playing as much as you wanted. And then um, similarly
0: minded coach at WSU. Yeah. And
1: then you you know, and then you go to an offensive minded coach at WSU who then gets fired and uh, replaced with a, a coach that is of a similar mind to your previous coach at Wichita State um you know i don't know i mean it just it doesn't really pass the smell test so so anybody yeah, so gets, he, chance, so yeah, with, go ahead.
0: with ernie had um if there was a statue of liberty um it would be giving give me your tired your poor your huddled masses yearning to shoot screw, the yearning to screw the d yeah. That's gross. Like, no, like, you, you, you're <laughs> yearning t- to shoot the ball and play no defense. <laughs> yeah, yearning to shoot the ball and play no D. Yeah, so yeah, that's it. and uh, yeah, if I if I was him, it, like it, this is what you wrote about it when he came over, and we both got this sense. It's like this is a guy that was at Greg Marshall is extremely defensively oriented, and it was to the point where you're kind of wondering why he would ever signed there in the first place. Yeah. Um. It was no secret.
1: Yeah. Great. You're gonna go play for Greg Marshall, man. You better. Like, I mean, it's not like the guy's a no offense coach, but it's also like there are gonna be certain things asked of you if you're gonna go play for Greg Marshall. So.
0: Yeah. And obviously. A little weird. Obviously, he was had the same things asked of him when when Kyle Smith came aboard, and it's not something he wants to do. And maybe Kyle Smith, you know, said something like. Well then, if you you know this is what we're doing, and if you don't want to do it, then you got to leave. Um, maybe you know you could feel forced out in that way. You know, if he feels yeah. that way, I'm not gonna not gonna tell him how to feel, but yeah, it probably serves you better to leave. And I hope it, you know, I, I hope you find some place to go. Probably have to go to JUCO. Um, yeah, I theater. think I think
1: that's probably his option.
0: Because other, I mean, because he already he already wasn't. And if you're talking about a kid that. One is not even going to play till second semester. Yep. Um. So you're getting through your entire uh, um, non-conference schedule before he can even touch the court. And well, then, uh, and
1: I don't, I don't know exactly how the transfer rules work on this because you don't see this very often. So I don't know if he goes, cool. I don't know if he goes to another school if he's got to sit out a year from there. Or if he just has to sit out the one year from when he left Wichita State, I wonder, like you I, know,
0: because there was a coaching change. I wonder if he could, you know, yeah, get maybe get a waiver on that. Because if, if, if he
1: did transfer to a D one school, he could then use his uh, use his redshirt, and then he would, you know, not lose a year of eligibility. So I, I don't know. It's, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, I, I have a hard time. Like, I, like I said a minute ago, you know, it, it, it doesn't just really, it just doesn't really pass the smell test for me. Um, just in the sense that, you know, there's all these other guys who have been there, you know, why is, why are you being picked on? Right? Like, why, why are you being forced out? And, you know, for all intents and purposes, it seems Smith is wants everybody else to stay. So You know, it it, it just kind of like, you know, this idea that, oh, he's basically, you know, he's picking on me. He told me that, you know, since I can't play until next semester, I have to leave. And I'm like, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, like, I don't know, maybe he communicated like uh, something like, hey, so just so you know, you're not going to be able to play until next semester. By that point, we will have gone through, you know, half a season of whatever. So, um, you know, our rotations will be more or less set. Um, just know it's going to be real hard for you to break in to the rotation. And if you're cool with that, that's fine. And he may have taken that as he doesn't want me here cause he's not going to hand me a starting job. Like Ernie was going to, you know what I mean? I don't know. So at any rate, you know, see you later, buddy. You probably weren't going to be a fit anyway. And I hope you find what you're looking for.
0: Also, like you're looking for another place <sighs> The, you know people can find you when you're throwing shade at the other the other like <laughs> well yeah when, what do you uh, think another coach is gonna think about that like yeah. i don't know man when so someone when someone needs uh, to advise that kid on. i mean you did see that social when, media choices
1: yeah you did see that when uh big man kawaini kawaini um committed to uh, cal that chance Moore got on there and 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 uh tagged WSU basketball and said losers with crying face emojis so yeah you, you yeah he he might want
0: to delete that he might want
1: to delete that comment and think about uh what he's doing there before he transfers to another program I, you know it, listen I he'll probably end up at some smaller school where he can shoot 25 times a game and and feel good about that so that, that's that's my prediction
0: yep and that's good yeah, that's good. Yeah, if he, if he wasn't going to fit here, find another place where you're going to fit. Obviously, you would have fit just fine with Ernie. Yeah,
1: uh, go Smith go where a place different. that's going to make you happy, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: Josh Okoyan once upon a time was playing for Dick Bennett and decided, <laughs> you know what? I'd rather go to Cal State Fullerton and jack up 30 shots a game and he's turned that into a, you know, an international career and good for him.
0: And I think they went to the tournament they did State Fullerton yeah they Harry, did. and he was the leading scorer he maybe. was the leading scorer so good for him you sh- there's so, there's yeah.
1: 350 division one schools surely one of them will be able to give you what you're looking for
0: and and i'm i i guarantee it <laughs> having <laughs> having having covered the bottom of the barrel of the ncaa <laughs> yeah. division one before um i can tell you there are plenty there, there's of There's a place for just
1: about everybody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You'll find a place, man. I don't. I'm not worried about you. Yeah. Just, just don't make it harder on yourself by that's right. throwing shade on Instagram right. or whatever. Um, there will
1: be some coach somewhere that's happy to have him.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's how it work. Fine.
1: All right. Anything else with W C We covered all with WC basketball.
0: Yeah, I think we're good. All
1: right. Is it time to pivot to nonsense?
0: Nonsense. Yeah. Nonsense. So you, you had a story. Uh, that you wanted to bring up yeah and
1: and by the way this was not like this was not my uh my story this was this was posted to the coog center slack today i think it was kevin dudley um who posted it no, no, no.
0: can i just no 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 it was kevin dudley at first Kevin. i just have to say that's right how kevin, kevin dudley, dudley approached it
1: which was much
0: appreciated by the way yeah well he works he, I, yeah, I mean i, I will give away where he works but but uh but he you know he probably works at a job where you know he, you know he, he he's gonna be monitored on the stuff he's opening at work or whatever. Yeah. Um. But uh, so he posted it or he said, hey, there's this really funny story. I don't want to post it because I don't know what's gonna show up. I don't, I don't even know if it's gonna be blocked by some of where you guys work. You know, Jeff, because you work in 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 a school. Yes. Public PJ, education. PJ works on an air force base in Germany. You know, who knows?
1: <laughs> By the way, I don't think that's going to be a problem once. Yeah, you I story. think it's fine. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely, I think it's fine. Um, because then And PJ then Jesse, like, and then Jesse's
1: a, also a public school teacher in North Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah, it was.
0: So. It, I think it was you and Jesse that he was worried yeah. about. Yeah. So he he, did, he didn't want to like get you guys in trouble. So he didn't post it directly, but then PJ was he was fine with posting it directly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So, uh, so this is a story that actually, you know, originated in Spokane. Um, so it's from the Navy times and the, the title, the headline is the Navy's probe into sky penis. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and then the subhead says, quote, the balls are going to be lopsided unquote here. Rendition of Navy pilots plan to draw sky
0: penis. (laughs) Oh my goodness. There's a lot to unpack, unpack. Yeah,
1: there's a lot to unpack here. So anyway, so apparently what was it? Like uh, a couple years ago, a couple years ago, um some Navy pilots uh out of I, out of Whidbey, yeah. Yeah, decided that uh now now this is not so so this is not a super Uncommon thing. I know that, like, uh, when Boeing tests planes, they will take off and they will, you know, go basically draw a pattern with their flight path in the sky. Um, you know, like, I, I remember around, you know, around a Seahawks game, or maybe it was around the Super Bowl. I don't even remember, but um, as it is, they, they drew, they, they made like a 12 in the sky with their, with their pattern, um, with their flight pattern on a test flight. So that, um, you know, like just as a, uh, you know, just a fun thing to do. Right. So they plan these out. Well, these guys uh, planned out using the contrails from their jets um, or their jet to uh, draw a giant penis in the sky over Spokane. And, and I think (laughs) I think absolutely the best part of this um, is is the story. So, okay, so the the Navy Times, the reason why the Navy Times is just now writing about this is they got a uh, um, they they got a Freedom of Information Act uh, disclosure. So basically a a disclosure of of documents and and investigative items and fine,
0: fine journalism. That's
1: right. The fine journalism at the Navy Times um said okay so so here's here's how they tell the story and i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to tell this without without cracking up so here we go i'm gonna try and be as straight as i can so here it goes the day's flight was to be a standard 90 minutes of training over the skies of north central washington their partner jet soon flew to another section of their training area and the lieutenants got an idea <laughs> oh god I'm sorry. Like I'm just like, hey, I got an idea. All right, so the yeah, EW these are, these are probably
0: guys in their what, yeah. like mid to late 30 20s. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like come Absolutely. on. Absolutely. 100%. Okay, and so um it says, all right, so the EWO, the electronic warfare officer, broached it first according to the investigation. Quote, "My initial reaction was no, bad." The pilot wrote in a statement after the incident, quote, But for some reason still unknown to me, I eventually decided to do it. Their sky penis plan of attack was captured on their cockpit video recording system, a transcript of which is included in the investigation. Quote, draw a giant penis, quote, the EWO said, quote, that would be awesome. Quote, what did you do on your flight? The pilot joked, quote, oh, we turned dinosaurs into sky penises, quote, You should totally draw sorry. You should totally try to draw a penis, the EWO advised. Quote, (laughs) I could definitely draw one. That would be easy, the pilot boasted. I could basically draw a figure eight and then turn around and come back. I'm gonna go down, (laughs) grab some speed, and hopefully get out of the contrail layer so they're not connected to each other. Unquote. They theorized on the second order effects of their nascent sky drawing. Quote dude, that would be so funny, the pilot said. <laughs> Quote Airliners coming back on their way into Seattle, just this big bleeping giant penis. We could almost draw a vein in the middle of it too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <A vein. laughs>
1: okay Uh, um soon the ewo reported they were definitely quote marking unquote they had found the sweet altitude and the contrail sky penis (laughs) was being born in their wake quote balls are going to be a little lopsided the pilot advised (laughs) quote Balls are complete, he reported moments later. I just got to navigate a little bit over here for the shaft. <laughs> Which way is the shaft going? The, asked. <laughs> the shaft will go to the left. <laughs> No, it's going to be a wide shaft, EWO noted. I don't want to make it just like three balls, the pilot said. <laughs> Let's do it, the EWO said. Oh, and the head of that penis is going to be thick. <laughs> Some like Chinese weather satellite right now that's like, what the fuck? The, pirates. <laughs> the pilot survived. <laughs> all right the jet streaked across the sky and the duo's magnum opus continued to take shape showcasing the pilot's prowess in the process quote to get out of this i'm gonna go like down and to the right the pilot said "And we'll come back over the top and try and take a look at it quote i have a feeling the balls will have dissipated by then his partner answered It's possible, the pilot said. They flew away to a distance where they could take in their work. They cracked up in the cockpit as their sky penis came into full view, snapping pics they would later delete once they realized their command would likely go apoplectic. Oh, yes, that was fucking amazing, the pilot said. This is so obvious. (laughs) Oh, uh, that's a expletive. I don't know which expletive that was. The EWO said, dude, I'm amazed that that's this stayed. Maybe that's, that's what he said. A that's a dick. Probably. Um, the EWO said, dude, I'm amazed that this stayed. Quote, Mishap Pilot Alpha said, dude, I'm going to draw a blank, a dick. The EWO said, EWO Alpha said, yep, that's a great idea. They waited to see if their partner jet would notice their work. Your artwork is amazing, the Lieutenant Commander EWO and the other jet radioed to them. Glad you guys noticed, the pilot replied. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Soon after, I realized the extent of our actions, the pilot wrote that the contrails were remaining longer than predicted. (laughs) Evasive maneuvers became necessary. I remarked that we needed to take steps to try and obfuscate it, he wrote. I flew one pass over it, essentially trying to scribble it out with my contrails. (laughs) (laughs) That pass was ineffective. With fuel running low, the jet returned to Whidbey Island. Back on the ground, the deputy commodore of electronic attack, Wing Pacific, soon contacted the squadron looking for an executive officer. The XO confirmed that there had been squadron jets in the area of the Sky Penis that afternoon, according to the investigation. The deputy commodore emailed pictures of the phallic-shaped object that were taken from the ground to the XO. When the XO asked lieutenants if anything unusual had happened during their flight that day, the two immediately fessed up and apologized, according to the report. One lieutenant stated that he deleted the sky drawing photographs from his phone out of shame and as an attempted damage control to prevent further accidental spread of the photographs, they both apologized and were at once once remorseful. (laughs) Okay, now for the kicker. And this is actually up towards the top of the story. Um, Okay, so, excuse me. This made it on to Krem 2, right? Right. Uh, The local TV station in Spokane. And a part of their story said... A mother who lives in Okanagan who took pictures of the drawings reached out to Krem2 to complain about the images, saying she was upset she might have to explain to her young children what the drawings were. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as we were talking about this on Slack today, it's like, I'm sorry, okay, so it, it really like I don't know. It looks like a giant hat, to be honest.
0: <laughs> like like yeah, a get, cow- it's a cowboy hat.
1: Looks like a ten gallon cowboy hat.
0: Um, or just all say the, it's a penis.
1: Yeah. Or just say to your children, Hey, it's, I mean, if she has boys, listen, I have three boys. Trust me. They know what it they know what a penis is. They know what it looks like. They know what it feels like. They know what it, they know everything about it. Cause they have examined it from 80 different angles, just like every male ever born. Jeez. It's just a penis.
0: Anyway. Oh my God oh my god and okay, navy pilots who did this we salute you and navy newspapers. times navy, navy times,
1: times i one, yeah i first, first all, for, for, for
0: for foyer in this that's right for two the headline and lead writing was immaculate so, oh my god like,
1: so on point the navy's probe into sky penis
0: also perfect. If, so if you're getting abducted by aliens God, please, for the love of God, probe anything but the goodness. <laughs> Anything else? But yeah, that uh, just—my oh goodness. Like they're—they're they're like, we have a story here. We need a headline. Like it doesn't have to be SEO. It just needs to be enticing. And <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, it's so hilarious. So I'm okay,
0: like- so. Any of the breweries in Spokane, I don't know. No lie, Oh yes, No lie needs to make a Sky Penis IPA. You better make a Sky Penis beer. I don't just make a beer called Sky Penis.
1: Absolutely, you'd have to be okay. So which which breweries do you know? Like you have to be like a little bit irreverent to do that. So I'm trying to think like like you know you know more breweries than I do. Like like what's a good candidate for a brewery that would be like yeah we'd make a beer called Sky
0: Penis cloudburst in seattle yeah that's and fun. also because they don't they don't package so they wouldn't have to get like a they that's wouldn't right. have to get it approved i you this would definitely be a beer that you would only sell, you, and draft sell on draft because there's Drab, no maybe. way you could get the uh the label approved or you would only distribute it in your home state and then mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter i feel like three magnets in olympia would do it yeah i don't know the um the breweries in Spokane that well, I don't know. Like, No is kind of a bigger business. Yeah, they they
1: don't seem um, like they they're not they're gonna do that. Out.
0: Like, there's Orlison in Spokane <laughs> who makes some really weird ass beers. Um, they maybe would make a sky penis beer and it'll have like, you know, I don't know, like literal jizz in it. I don't know. Like, so I I I uh I uh <laughs> I don't know. You're um, like,
1: guess what's in it? Come on it. over and have a drink.
0: If it's spelled C U N,
1: we'll keep this you coming back has, for more.
0: This, this podcast has an E on it for a reason.
1: Oh my gosh, I can't even deal. By the way, the pilots didn't get in any real trouble. Um, they should
0: get. I don't know what.
1: You know that they got like uh, they a Stern talking to where no, like no. the guy is like laughing the whole time. Like you cannot do that ever again, okay? And he's like, he's like giving him high fives while he's scolding him. You know, yeah, you when, know that's how it was.
0: The highest uh, medal or something you can get in the Navy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, um, these these
1: men, like everybody, everybody deserves deserves a pat on the back, a high five for this. The the, the pilots, the Navy times for reporting this out. Like we all just, you know, we all deserve this.
0: Yeah. So yeah, like they should, uh, oh, the, there's no, that, so they have, um, uh, let's see the Navy cross which I'm not sure what it's, what it's given for. Oh, it's for valor in combat. So probably,
1: <laughs> probably not that one. <laughs>
0: not. Uh, oh, my goodness. But but, but. Navy Cross, according to Wikipedia, the Navy Cross is awarded primarily to a member of the, the U- United States Navy, Marine Corps, and the Coast Guard when operating under the Department of the Navy for extraordinary heroism so yeah that's like e- that qualified. fits yeah like this, this is, heroic in my book yeah i mean just the fact that they made some like lady in okanagan go like I I, I how dare you sir how dare you she's clutching there's her a pearls. dick in the sky
1: <laughs> that looks like that looks like a male appendage hi hey. little Susie. what did you say i don't know what you're what did you what did you say it looks like a like a pee-pee like a what? like like a wiener. I don't, I don't know what you're it looks like a penis. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh dear. <laughs> I don't know if this makes me a good parent or not, but but Sarah and I decided pretty early on we were just going to refer to it by its anatomically correct name with our children. Which is, you know, we're just like, look, we're not, we're not going to like be like your pee-pee or your wiener or whatever. Like, you know, we're just, we're not even going to like try to go with euphemisms, right? We're just going to be like, Hey, it's, it's your penis. You know, it's like, okay, just, you know, put the penis away, whatever. And it's like that, that that's fine. What we learned is that that's kind of fine in the house, but then like in other contexts, sometimes that can be a little jarring <laughs> for, for families who don't refer to their genitalia in such a fashion. Um and my kids are being like I saw his penis and then it's like people are like what you know like like how does he know that word and I'm like yeah we just decided you know whatever we were just gonna you know anyway what's
0: what's the difference like honestly like yeah like pp or penis like what's right. No, it's just funny because people word. don't,
1: right? People don't. They just they don't. Well, yeah, like know, with their small children, they're like, Your pee pee, like stop touching your pee pee. You know, I mean, whatever. It's does your pee pee itch? You know, I mean, whatever. It's that's your what they
0: do. Itch? So Yeah.
1: Does your pee pee itch? Stop touching your pee pee. It's not polite. <laughs> Little boys shouldn't touch their pee pee.
0: <laughs> oh man. Well, this
1: podcast so, has really gone in a funny direction, man.
0: Well, yeah. Well, we're already talking about kids, so we'll just <laughs> keep that train going. We could, we could just keep going down that road. Yeah. So, man, I don't, I don't know how to follow up the uh, dick in the sky story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's there's lots of there's lots of dicks hanging out around in this house. I mean, I got three boys, so it's. Uh, it's pretty much just a parade of penises all the time.
0: Yeah, so. we just got we uh, we had. I have three male pets, but uh, now I'm getting out Now I'm outnumbered on the human side. Yep. Uh, but I haven't been peed in the face while changing a diaper, so that's good.
1: I feel yeah, like that's, that's a
0: bonus of uh, that. Is,
1: that is a bonus to having a daughter. Of
0: having for sure. a daughter. I do remember one time when she just, like, let it fly. Well, one time that she just wouldn't stop pooping while I was changing her diaper.
1: Yep, been
0: there. I, yep, and I went through, like, four diapers. Mm-hmm. And now now it's just, like, uh, she's 18 months. The pooping's periodic. Like, Yeah, she's eating she, solids now, too. Yeah, she ate too many uh, blueberries one day. She doesn't, Uh-oh. like, poop. And oh, then, geez. like, the day after, it's just, like... Oh, my goodness. Fucking poopageddon.
1: Yeah. And it kind of smells like
0: poopy blueberries. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, got that tinge. Yep. Yeah. It's kinda amazing. Purushed. Like, what, whatever she eats just ends up, like, you know. Like, if she eats carrots, like, we try to, like, not to let her eat carrots. Because we let her eat carrots if she's having trouble pooping. Because we know it's just going to it's gonna happen. Like, if it's just going to be orange and, like, gross. But yeah, or, or corn or something. But apparently, we found out blueberries because she um, she she's been a little sick and a little jet lagged because we went to Florida, and so it's just like she will only eat certain things. Like when we were in Florida, like we it was the hardest time getting her to eat when we like we're at Disney World. Uh, I, I took this adorable picture of her. We sat down at the Be Our Guest restaurant. Um, named after the uh, Beauty and the Beast song. Um, and she, she was so excited. We had just you know gotten to Disney World. We walked around a little bit um, and then uh, went to breakfast there. And this was one of the places, most of the places, you, if you eat at the restaurants there, you don't have to pay for the kid. But this is one of the places you did have to pay for her. And she wouldn't eat a single thing. Like, not, like, she just refused. She rebelled against us. Like, she just refused to eat anything, and she threw a fit, and she was so mad at us. And we're like, oh, my God, why did we bring her to Disney World? This is going to be a disaster. Oh, my God. But we were lucky enough. Amanda looked up and found that if you go over to, like, Frontierland or whatever the hell it's, to, or Adventureland, I think it's called, um, like no one's over there because it's like one of the oldest areas of the park, and they said go to Tom Sawyer Island because no one goes there. But uh, you can't take a stroller over there. But we just found like some rocking chairs and just rocked her to sleep because there was no one over there. It was pretty great. Like so she took like an hour nap and then she was good to go the rest of the day. Uh, oh. Found out. Found out uh, we rode the magic carpet ride which is like made for little kids horrified her uh, you can make, <laughs> you can make the the little the earth that you control up and down how you can go like it's one of those like twirl around in a circle things and you can control how high and low you go um she did not like that at all uh, there was a Dumbo ride that was the exact same thing oh man she was she loves elephants but she hated that ride so I don't know how much she loves elephants anymore um, but yeah we um but, yeah, she was mostly happy to meet. She didn't give a fuck about princesses. Uh, that Those are just women in dresses to her. Like, there's just, like, normal women in dresses. Like, we we took her to this, like... There's this, like... It's not really a ride, but it's, like, an attraction. Like, you go through... We thought it was going to be a ride, and then we're, like... Our back's hurt, and we're tired of standing. And then we, we go into... The, it's the Beauty and the Beast, like, thing. And... They, they, they huddle you into this room to start out with, with like 30 other people and there's this like girl telling you uh, it's Beauty and the Beast story blah 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 and you're like we're we gonna have to stand here for like 20 minutes like my back hurts but it turned out to be <laughs> this like thing where they like picked out kids and they did like a reenactment and they brought us into a room where we got to sit down so that was great um, but then B got to meet Belle and she didn't really care that much about meeting Belle. Uh, above her on the mantle, it had been talking throughout the presentation, was Lumiere, the uh, the the lamp in Beauty and the Beast. And they do this cool thing where they like project a face onto like the animatronics, so it looks like it it's they look like a cartoon even though they're animatronic. It's really weird. So she goes to meet Belle, like. The the Disney person like she's sitting on our lap she's enjoying the show and the Disney person does she want to meet Belle and I'm like yeah, okay and so I bring her over and she goes up to her and you know the whole crowd's like oh because B is adorable yes course. she is but B like looks at Belle and then she's sitting right she's standing right underneath the Lumiere and she just looks up at Lumiere and points to him <laughs> she's like I don't care about you at all. But she was really excited. We had dinner. Um, You basically have dinner in these restaurants and then the characters walk around them. And so we had dinner with Winnie the Pooh and all his uh, all his friends, too, or however they say it. Um, And so she got really excited about that. Um, So we had to buy her Winnie the Pooh stuffed animal on the way out. And then the next day we went to Walden and then we went to Animal Kingdom and she got to meet Mickey and Minnie and now she says, Mickey, Mickey, and she loves Mickey. So we're like Disney people now. I, I never thought of us as Disney people, but but I think it was Amanda's um, evil plan. Uh, but uh, yeah, so now uh, we have a Mickey doll and a Daisy doll. And now we've watched, there's a show called Mickey and the Roadster Racers uh, that uh, that uh, B, B has been particularly fussy. Um, since we've gotten back, she's been a little sick and jet and lagged, as I said. So we just put that on for 20 minutes, and she zones out and says, "Mickey, Mickey, Mickey," because she knows who Mickey. <laughs> this is how they do it. Right? She loves like, the mice. Yeah, she well, she loves just she loves Daisy. Uh, she's got her little Daisy doll. She hugs while while well, she watches good. the show. Yeah, they have. Because I was wondering, I'm like, do any of these kids care about like Mickey and Minnie and like Daisy and and Donald and goofy anymore because it's like the movies, you know, it's like frozen and, and Mulan or, and brave and whatever. But they, they have TV shows on Disney apparently, which I've learned in the last week where it's like Mickey and Minnie and Donald and goofy and Daisy and all that. And like, they're like in the show. And so I guess they keep those characters alive. Um, now we have to just put those on sometimes, even though, you know, you shouldn't have screen time for your little kids. Um, but, uh, she gets a little bit of it. Um, just, it's okay, when, Craig, when it's she's okay. been, when she's been, um, you know, she's learned to hit us now. Uh, <laughs> so if we want Whack, to,
1: stay- I want, I want, I want some screen time.
0: Whack. Yeah. Well, no, just in general, she's just mad because probably she feels bad or something, you know, she, her tummy hurts or whatever. And so, uh, she just hits us. Um, she's been waking up in the middle of the night she probably just wants to go back to disney world honestly um I wouldn't one more note on disney world animal kingdom is way better than the magic kingdom and mm-hmm. i don't i wasn't particularly a huge fan of avatar but the avatar world is really cool um they like every attention to detail in there was from like the the like fake plants and and they they even have the little sounds played in the Winnie the Woods and like uh, the the like float they try to make it look like the floating rocks that they have in the movie and and uh, um, at night I don't know if you remember from the movie like all the plants glow at like a lot of the plants glow at night um, it's they have that happen like all these plants are glowing at night um, we made a point to like go back there um, and it was pretty cool Animal Kingdom's pretty cool. Um, a lot of the little worlds there have a lot more detail and like, it seems like you're in a little different area. They have like an African village um, where they have like a lot of stuff in Swahili. And like, um, I know it's kind of silly, but it's like, it's a lot like if you're going to be in Disney world, like the animal kingdom probably is a little more interesting. Also, you can walk around with beer there. So for parents, like if, if you want to have a more fun day, like, and they have green beer at in the avatar area. Uh, which we had. It's just like some pale ale made by a by Terrapin Brewing in Atlanta, and I think they just probably just color it with dye and make it green. But it was very green and very good. Um, but yeah, we, I got to be in a a, a Disney show. Uh, they, uh, I think Disney does a thing where they just like pick people out um, ju- for things to like make their day. So that we were just walking to this Lion King show, and they probably saw B struggling to walk, and like picked us out, and they put us in the front row, and then we were we were the leaders of the elephant group, and we got to make the elephant sound, which I put on my Twitter if you want to see me make a fool of myself. Um, but B was very excited about that because she sings her elephant song in swimming class all the time. Um, but yeah, so overall it was pretty good watching uh my little and i know like people don't like to take their kids to disney world and disneyland until they can remember it which is fair but honestly like we'll remember it like and b was so excited about so many things and she had never seen any disney stuff in her life like up until then we we had never like showed her anything but she just loved all the animals and you know there's like a safari at animal kingdom uh which is crazy there's like giraffes and and uh wildebeest and like you just drive around in this truck like it's a crazy experience and she was just so excited like so i'd recommend like, it's a lot of money to spend so i can understand why you would wait um we we were fortunate enough that i was already there for work yeah, i mean if you're already there you this, know the i mean it's the hotel and the yeah. flight were paid for essentially yeah. um so you know no the that's tickets, a good decision yeah the tickets were not cheap in any way whatsoever um but uh but that you know, it's Disney. You gotta pay, but it's uh, it's crazy how much she enjoyed it, and it was crazy. I didn't realize how much I would enjoy watching her enjoy it, and and it was it was pretty great. Like just her excitement over the animals and animal kingdom and just like the disney characters and everything and watching the different shows and you know the dancers and everything um it's definitely a different experience i'm sure if you're going there with an 18 month old versus maybe a kid that could ride more of the rides but it was definitely worth it in our minds and um amanda's just been like i want to go back i want to go back every day so (laughs) so I, i guess we're um committed now uh, b's gonna see the pictures when she's older and she's like when are we going back there
1: so, <laughs> you're like like someday. do you want to go to
0: europe or do you want to go to disneyland because they cost the same amount
1: yeah it's uh we took joshua when he was uh, how old was he he was almost one When we took him and that was not a trip to take him. It was a trip that we went on with my dad and my brother and his wife. um, And then Joshua came along. So it wasn't a trip to take our kid to Disneyland. Um, But the one, the nice thing about having a kid that's, and I don't know if you guys did this or not, but um, you can get a stroller pass, which basically just means like two people stand in line to go on a ride. And then when they get off, they come and hang out with the kid and then you go back through the exit and you can get on the ride. Um, so that part that, that was actually really nice. We'd walk around with Joshua while everybody else was standing in line. We'd look at, you know, shops and let him run around. And then it was like, Oh, it's our turn to go on the ride. And then we'd walk up and ride on space Mountain. So that was, that was nice.
0: But yeah, we had, they had parent swap type thing, but we didn't use it. Um, it's kinda of cool now, like they do the the fast pass things. Like you just you can pick three before you go and then if you mm-hmm. use them you can just keep picking them. Um I did miss out on the the there's two rides in the Avatar and there's one that um everyone there was like two and a half hour wait for it. And you can't get a fast pass for it. I was like, there's no way I'm doing that. No ride is and, that good. And, and honestly, Sorry. like it downpoured while we were at Animal Kingdom, and at one point it got down to 85 minutes, which is super low for that ride. And I was like, I'm still not doing that. There's no way. Like you know, you're sitting there. It's like two o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, okay, if I walk over there, by the time I'm done with the ride, it's gonna be four o'clock in the afternoon. Like that uh, doesn't, that doesn't seem worth it to me. Um, I don't care how good that ride is uh i did find out there's there's i know in disneyland there's a quite there's like at least when i went the last time i went was quite a long time ago but they had single rider entrances for a lot of the rides but in disney world there's very few and in magic kingdom there's no single rider entrances because we tried to do that i did it for like um the mount everest ride in animal kingdom which is pretty fun it's a lot like the matterhorn ride if you ever done that yep it's very, very so It's got a better, it's probably a, mo- a little more of a scary roller coaster than the Matterhorn ride. Um, but it's pretty similar. You get attacked by a, a Yeti oh, or, or whatever. Oh, that
1: Yeti freaks um, me out every yeah, time.
0: Yeah. So uh, I definitely think they were trying to map it similarly. Um, but it's got a pretty good drop. Um, pretty fun. But I, I just did the, there was like, you know, like a 45 minute wait, but I did the single writer and Trichism was in his, in and out in less than 10 minutes. So uh, that was good. Um, my Amanda and her mom was there for uh, a few of the days. So her mom was there. They just waited for me to do that. B, one of B's most favorite things is uh, in Animal Kingdom, they have this like hilarious, like area that's like, it, it's like the carnival that comes to town and sets up in like a a a grocery store parking lot or whatever and it the so it's set up just like that like they have all the games and they have a couple rides in there and then they even take the time to like paint fake parking lot spaces in it and like they have like the fake like cracked pavement like if not fake but they obviously intentionally cracked it to like Mm -hmm. make it and filled it in with, like, the, the tar or whatever to, like, make it, you know. And so it, it's pretty funny, the attention that they go to. But in there, there was, like, an all-day dance party that just goes on. And it's, like, Pluto and the, the, uh, the Chipmunks, uh, Chip and Dale, and be like, we knew that she would love that, because there's playing music and dancing, and she loves that. And she was sleeping. We're like, like we want her to take the nap. This is great. But we actually had to wake her up before it was going to close, like, before they were going to stop doing it. And then she loved it, you know. There's people, they were they had a bubble machine, and they're just playing music, and she could dance with Pluto, and, and she was just having a great time. Um, it's pretty funny. Like, the things that she loved were, like, the most simple, like, you know, well, obviously, the 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 buffets that you do with the uh, the characters are not cheap, um, but uh, but they were definitely worth it because they were like her most favorite things, like you know, over and over again, <laughs> and she had a blast. So it's like it's pretty funny. Like if you know, if you took maybe some you know like a six or seven year old there, uh, they, I mean, they probably still like seeing the characters, but I don't know how long you could sit there at the buffet long enough for the the characters to come around before they wanted to go ride rides or do whatever else i i'm curious like it's pretty funny our our uh amanda's mom got so was so excited about it she's like we're gonna bring her back on her we'll we'll bring you all back on your fifth on her fifth birthday i'm like that sounds great if you're paying that sounds great yeah bring us back <laughs> so yeah. so maybe we'll get to go back on, on b's fifth birthday and it'll be a completely different experience but hopefully she's 40 inches tall by then <laughs> so can take buildings. her on everything yeah
1: yeah she might be i mean you're a you're an amazonian giant so
0: well she is still at her last checkup 25th percentile how I is think. that even so, possible i don't know like i don't know like amanda's not short you yeah know? but I mean, she's it's... she's she's grown a lot recently so um like just judging by the little basketball hoop that i have for her uh she's it's a lot easier for her to score on it now she, so.
1: she's gonna be dunking by eighth grade that's what it's gonna be
0: yeah she's gonna be that <laughs> she took, took me to took me to like senior year but she's gonna beat me
1: it took me till like never <laughs> i can touch the net so can i swat it with my fingertips <laughs> when i jump unlike you who can touch it without leaving the ground
0: yeah i think I can get it on my tiptoes I,
1: I'm pretty sure you can.
0: <laughs> well, man.
1: Uh oh, good show.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you know. I hope you all like to hear about my Disneyland trip. But
1: yeah, I hope everybody sticks around until Sky Penis, man. I that I think the payoff's worth it there if they Sky can Sky
0: Penis. To,
1: if they can make it to Sky Penis at In least. In the mystery
0: of the Perkins Restaurant.
1: Yeah, like we
0: we have solved that one. Yeah.
1: We're doing we, we are doing God's work over here just like the Navy Times.
0: I could really go for whatever the hell Perkins serves right now. I know.
1: Now I'm kinda hungry. Like I'm sure I'm sure you could get breakfast. Like you can get breakfast anytime at a place like that. Oh yeah. Like I'd yeah. go there and get like I don't know, like pancakes and bacon and eggs. Like like let's go. Now that yeah, I've had right now. now that I've it's had all this bottle yeah.
0: of big smooth yeah, now now that I've had a couple beers, um, oh. let's go to this. Let's go to Ellensburg. Let's do it. You know, let's late nights. Per, late night Perkins run. I don't think I want to drive to Ellensburg. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna be honest. A sentence that has been said many times. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't think I want to go to Ellensburg actually.
0: <laughs> no offense, Ellensburg. But... Ah, no.
1: Ellensburg's not so bad. It's a it's a great place to go to the bathroom,
0: um, and get <laughs> snack. Hey, if you go if you go deep in, they got a good burger place.
1: Yeah, like, I will yes. Yes. Campus U totem is great. So I'll I'll I will definitely give Ellensburg that. Um and then also the Tav is a fun place to hang out if you're ever, you know, in downtown. And also, by the way, I would be remiss if we didn't mention Iron Horse Brewing and our friend yeah. Dane Williams, a coog who who does their marketing. Um, so they are also based out of Ellensburg, and they have supplied us with beverages for uh, for spring training or spring football games, as we've talked about before. So.
0: Well, it's spring training for us. Spring, spring training El- for Indian us. Yeah, that's true. that's true. We are. we Spring are tra- drinking training.
1: I know. Sorry, I got the Mariners on the TV now, and, and now I'm thinking baseball. But at any anyway, rate, yeah, you know, Ellensburg is not, not all bad. And I will say this also. Like Central has, has really done a nice job remaking their campus and – Making themselves a more attractive school, so, so yeah, Ellensburg's okay if you can get over the, you know, the thirty mile an hour winds when it's, you know, minus ten degrees out. If you can, if you can get past that, and then the the smell of the cattle being blown on that wind, then uh, then Ellensburg is the place for you.
0: <laughs> oh man, I'm
1: serious. I didn't mean that as a joke.
0: If you're from Yakima and you don't want to go too far from home to oh, go to. To go to school, which um, is most of the people that I know. Okay, about.
1: that's hilarious because where I grew up, Western was like that. It was yeah. like, okay, so if you're if you're from, so I, I grew up in you know Matt Lake Terrace, just north of Seattle, and it's like, you know, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not going to Washington and you don't want to go too far from home, Western's just an hour up the road. You can go to Western and uh, still drive home on the weekends. So, and again, nothing wrong with that.
0: Western sounds England. awful
1: i love bellingham
0: driving home oh yeah bellingham's great driving home on the weekends and for school every weekend sounds awful
1: yeah i but i knew people who did that at wazoo you probably did too oh who, yeah yeah you know, every weekend would drive home and i'm like what what is wrong with you the weekends are the best part <laughs> yeah i know like what like wait a second you were here going to school all week like why are you leaving before the fun starts
0: like, the what are best you doing? was always the week before school started because yeah. no one had anything to do. Oh, no.
1: well, and then you had syllabus week, which, of course, our, uh, our was the, has, yeah. Dr. Schultz would kill us for saying, but it's the truth. Like, like it's I mean, even though they're not only doing the syllabus, right, you know, you can count on the first day of class being the syllabus. And then you can count on the next day of class being just a lecture and there wouldn't be an assignment due. So you didn't have to worry about that. You could just, you know, the first week, you don't have to really worry about
0: anything, you know. Yep. But study, kids. That's what your number one priority when you're at WSU right. should be studying. That's right.
1: All right. Should we wrap it up?
0: Probably. Uh, it's right. still not as long as that other one we had but I, we're, we're veering into territory of just and but we are both gas bags so whatever. that's true um but yeah that's um true. off long ago thank you for listening if you made it this far if you got through me recounting my disney world trip <laughs> um which but uh yeah um uh, go ahead and if you're listening if you made it this far and you haven't subscribed then jesus fucking subscribe what are you thinking yeah. like if you enjoyed all of this like yeah. uh, go ahead and click subscribe on you know itunes or whatever this is the hell obviously
1: your kind of show
0: if you have yeah, this. like far. if you made it this far subscribe and also follow us on twitter at, at pod versus everyone follow me on twitter at craig power no wait what is it jeff at the craig powers
1: <laughs> at the craig
0: powers yeah yeah, cuz that other Craig powers that already For
1: used. all of your uh, beer recommendation and cute kid picture needs. Yes.
0: Um that's that's pretty much it and Mariners and Coog rants, mostly. Yep. Um a lot of Mariners rants. Well actually I just get sad now, so I don't. Now
1: we just get sad.
0: Yeah. But that's now it's, now it's, now we talked
1: it's about sad. them when they were good, so we're
0: we're good. We and then they immediately got bad.
1: <laughs> well, we
0: as, we knew that was going to happen, but that's why we had to do it. Uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, if you want to, if you have questions, comments, uh, and you don't like social media, uh, send us an email at podcastversuseveryone at gmail um, I look at it sometimes. Um, if you send us an email in the last couple of weeks and it didn't get responded to, it's because I haven't looked at it in a couple of weeks. Honestly, I was out of town and busy and on vacation and whatever. So get over it. Um, but yeah, send us, uh, comments, questions, uh, beer recommendations, uh, beer Topic
1: ideas. Cause Topic we're definitely, ideas. we are definitely going to need it. Yeah,
0: if, if you have something soon. in the summer that you want us to talk about, um, we'll talk about it. Uh, and anything's on the table. Anything is, uh, we'd, we'd prefer it to be the kooks, but if you have other stuff you want us to talk about, obviously we talk about anything here, so. Know, if You um,
1: want, if you want us to talk about funny drawings in the sky by, you know, expert Navy pilots, you know, we can do that for sure.
0: Yeah, I'd love to turn this into a Sky Dick podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to go any direction at this point. I don't know, I'm I don't out know. of ideas, so... Uh. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And go Cougs. And go Go Sky Dicks. And go Sky Penis.